Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Thursday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is July 20th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I am doing phenomenal. I have to I have to admit, I am shocked at how good I've felt today. I got up at 2 a.m., went to sleep at 8, but I followed a, a great... I, I, was, I was tweeting into thin air about recommendations. I got all kinds of recommendations. I got one. I got one from a person I trust. He he skipped Twitter. He went straight to text. Kevin Moore, professor at uh, University of Georgia, one of the co-founders of Golf Blueprint, smart guy. You know, immediately this is what I was doing when he texted me. Are you ready for it? Sure. You ready for your new yep. new routine for Open Championship? Wake up. Wake up. Shower. With ice cold for the last 30 seconds. Coffee an hour later. Ideally, throw in something that gets your heart rate up for 15 to 20 minutes if you can afford it. All about keeping an adrenaline spike until your body starts naturally producing the morning chemicals at the time it knows. Um, So I did this. Did some push-ups and stuff. Got 15 minute workout and I, I took the cold shower and I have to tell you like 4 a.m. rolled around and I was like, God, I feel awesome. And it's carried through. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit tired, but like I've never felt so good at covering it open in, in the, in the States, let alone the West coast. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, isn't this your first one on the West Coast? No, uh, really? no, I was in Probably. I was in L.A. years LA. ago for one. Okay, okay, but not in a professional capacity. No, in so. in a professional uh, capacity. Covering golf. It was in a one professional of, capacity. It was one of my uh, first uh, first years of oh, Friday. Okay. Um, yeah, we're doing well here. It is now three thirty Eastern. And there's still some gl- groups cleaning up on uh, Peacock here. Kind of interesting. They just. They waited for Rory to put out and then just blasted Homa, who's like in, you know, in contention. I know everybody's it's still early in contention. Homa Morikawa hadn't just got blasted over to the cock, the peacock, and just shut it down on USA Network to make way for SBU or whatever else was coming. So uh, group still finishing up. We're in like hour, I don't know, 13 of being awake. I am. Uh, I'd say my energy levels are good. I think I'm just a little like punch drunk from watching so much golf. I'd say that's the case. Had had have a lot of takes, a lot of energy, a lot of thoughts about watching all that we consumed here today. So we might as well fire it up. Where do you want to begin? We have it out in front: Christo Lamprecht, Tommy Fleetwood, and Emiliano Grio are all tied after shooting sixty-six, five under. Grio came on like a game busters on the back nine, boarded. I don't know three of his last four came in in thirty-one. Uh, Lamprecht was the early darling, lanky, lanky Christo. Just ripping away at this, six eight. It's reminiscent of Barclay Brown last year, who played a great first round. And obviously, it's it's awesome when when these guys stick around. Barclay was around. I you know he was you know he played decent the rest of the way. But uh, this is one of the cool storylines of the Open, the U.S. Open. Is you know you get these darlings and Christo, Christo. I had heard about his lankiness through Brentley Romine. <laughs> When we did an NCAA preview, he was telling me about the Georgia Tech team. Their shortest guy was like 6'3", <laughs> headlined by Christo. But uh, just to see the greater golf world experience that that tall man, you know, tall, lanky, yeah, goodness. I mean, the, just tons of speed, was, too. That was my wake-up call, was him in the front of like a pop bunker at 
four. Towering and it was a over deep it. One. it. Yeah, he just like kind of puts one leg in and it's just like, boom, it's got a 40 inch inseam. It's like nothing. He just punches out sideways and can do the one legged thing from the front of the bunker or think, coming in the top of it. So th- think about how much different a golf course looks for Christo compared to like uh, uh, Brian Harmer, Harmon. Think about how many less blind shots or obscure shots there are. <laughs> I mean,. That can't be. That I guarantee. Come on. I guarantee he like can see like five more bunkers in a whole location than the shorter <laughs> players in the field. I guarantee it. Okay, a few, a few. It's not now, like he's up in a tower. Now, on the flip Come side, on. if it gets gusty, if it gets windy, I think he's at a big disadvantage because he's going to be easier to blow him around. Uh. You know, he was, he's obviously got speeds. He hits it, you know, 210 ball speed. Says he hits it 400 yards, but he doesn't need to. Obviously, he wouldn't want to on a links course, he said. Um, I think he did it mostly with a lot of sort of strategy and chipping. And he, I think his approach play was greater than his driving strokes gain. Um, tell you where he ripped at it three. Just went up and over and across and through 330 yards and made a birdie, rare birdie from, you know, the the Heather or whatever, the wispy stuff over left. So uh, an interesting story out front. I don't know how long hey, it'll last. Uh, while we're what? here, now we're here. Now we've given Christo his flowers. Can I read you off my leaderboard as it exists in my eyes? T1, I Tommy guess. Fleetwood, T1. Seems a little self indulgent. Mel- Meliano Grio. T T three T three. We go to Wyndham Clark, Norin, Homa, and then T T uh, seven. It would be is Jordan Spieth. Pat, uh, I guess Jordan Spieth alone, and maybe I'll put Siwoo in there, and then T nine is one under. So that's how I see the leaderboard. A lot of guys on here that don't matter. I think for the <laughs> listeners, who have you admitted? Who have you? Who are you? Who are you designating as not mattering? Christo would be one. The vowel man, Antoine uh, Antoine Walker, Rosner, um, Stu Brian Harmon, Brian Harmon. I think are gonna. You're dismissing. Well, Brian I Harman. do. I do think this is a place that Brian Harmon could hang around. He's and he's he's a relevant major player. He plays well in major championships, even if the, like yeah. the finishes. He's like, he's a first couple round guy, you know. You just worry about his stamina when we get to round ten. You know, he can only take so many body blows from a major course. You know, Shub Sharma, Sharma hours are back after he took a couple. We took a couple pops at him, I think, in the lead up, the preview, uh, preview episode. He's back three under through sixteen, so he's still got some stuff to battle coming in, as we've seen. Eighteen, just. Really kicking some guys' ass coming in. We saw Ricky make a 10, JT make a 9. Uh, a lot of that owing uh, to out-of-bounds balls, the penalty that comes with hitting it out-of-bounds. Notre Dame Ricky kid twice. made a 10. 10 from... Although he was greenside too. You know? Like, that's... He had, he did it without the OB ball. I'll tell you... So I guess Ricky didn't make a 10. I'm sorry. Ricky made an 8. So, go ahead. A big, big winner today is... is uh. Is just the Hoylake internal out of bounds. It it is oh. causing these guys fits. It's unbelievable it's, watching guys hit tee shots on three. You're seeing like three. chunk cooks off the tee because they're so scared of the OB right. And then on 18, it's just like, you know, the thing, the problem with 18, if you bail off the tee, is if you bail off the tee and you hit it over into the left. Then you got to deal with it on the next shot. And you don't have any control over the, over the club in that, in the tall grass. So it's almost worse. That that happened at three with Morikawa. I mean, all these guys, you talk about these chunk hooks left, Morikawa hit one left. And then all of a sudden he's got, it's just as in play on the next one. Rockets one way, right? Miles, right? OB on the approach shot. I think that's so the it's, it's both holes. The brilliance of the holes are that the OB goes all the way through. You can't just bypass the OB yeah. because the yeah. OB comes back into your purview. And it, it it's like easy to, on 18, you saw so many guys miss their second shot left, which was death to that pin. 
But if, if you could get it, like Scotty made such a smart play, he hit driver off the deck and hit it through the green right. And it was like the most basic, easy chip back. But it's so hard to get over there because of the out of bounds. You also you yeah, have to take you, it. That hole requires you absolutely without a doubt requires you on one shot to bring out of bounds into your into your realm of possibilities purview your purview yeah if you want to make a four we had heard like there might be some backboarding there you're just gonna slam it as far as you can but the drop zone's not friendly you know pins were pins were hard richie ramsey talked about this afterwards he's like you know this has got to be the softest it's going to be all week. And they adjusted the pins accordingly. He, he said they made them about as hard as they could. Uh, you're just going to see guys hitting the middle of greens and putting out 25 footers. Um, that one on 18 is especially tucked. What I, what I love about three, why three, like, you know, look, it's staying the obvious, like saying, you know, 15 at Augusta is a good hole. Three is a great hole. What, what, why it takes another piece of my heart watching it today. It was, it's like one of the few with no bunkers, which you know, at this course, obviously bunkers are a real hazard. It's been great to watch them all day. It's like a real penalty, and we'd heard that coming in, and it played out today. But like three is an ass kicker without even having those bunkers. Without even like if eighteen, I get it because you got guys. It's a second shot on a par five. You need some defense there. Three doesn't even have any bunkers anywhere off the fairway. Obviously, it has out of bounds. Nothing up around the green, and it still manages to really challenge these guys. So those two. Big day, big winner, internal internal OB at those two holes around that that same plot of land where, I don't know, the uh, executives are toasting each other with champagne, whatever they got going on in, in that plot of, plot of OB. Um, <laughs> other course thoughts while we're here? Do you have anything else you want to hit on um, with, the, with the golf course? Bunkers, I think I, I kind of yeah. hinted at that. We could go into it more. I mean, uh, Ramsey, I'll... I'll cite him again he's like it's a you know it's a one-shot penalty yeah i I think the thing about it is like it's it's a rare rare instance where we're really seeing what bunkers might have used to be like i mean you're talking like 60 years ago what bunkers feared hazards where like of all the places you can be you don't want to be in a bunker as opposed to you know, we'll we'll fast forward to next week when we go to the sod farm and we'll hear guys yelling, get in the bunker. And it's amazing. I mean, you see it. A great example is Rory's shot on um on 18, I guess you could use as an example, or his shot on the other par five, right? Where like the other par five, it looked great, and then it got the ba- a bad bounce, and it was like, oh no, Double. like you know, yeah. and then all of a sudden it becomes a very very difficult hole, and then he got up and down there. It was a great up and down, but then on eighteen, obviously, you know, I think that like the difference between Scotty and Rory there was telling. Like Scotty kind of just like stuck to his guns. I'm missing this right, and I'm hitting it. You know, I, if I miss somewhere, it's going to be r- long right, right, and Rory, I think you know, kind of was going for the bravado, going for a, you know, a big finish. And, and all of a sudden he had to make a 12 footer for par. Right. And, and I think like, you know, it, it, it's just, you can't get in those bunkers. It's just a disaster. You saw Rom have to hit it backwards out of it, four yards backwards on a par four. Um, really, really awesome to see bunkers matter. Um, I, you know, do you think, do you think anybody flies off the handle about it? I think like there's a general deference given to Lynx courses because this is the way it's been forever, and these guys just don't rip Lynx. You ever hear? I think I think I the, love when they. <laughs> I think the thing is that I think they understand that it's a hazard. I think like there's been enough schooling of like they know how the outcome's going to play out if they rip it right. Hmm. I guess that's fair. I, it just seems like some of these guys don't have the um, temperament to deal with, you know, what could conceivably could be considered a bad break based on where it land, where it ends up in a bunker against the face or off a few feet or whatever it may be. So, so you could just see some of them losing their minds. But I love how, by the way, that have you ever went, have you ever heard anybody go on the record while we're on the subject of guys who just defer and don't don't rip the course ever say like they hate links golf 
Like I was amused this week talking about, they ask every American, when was the first time you played Lynx? And he's like, oh, I came over here and I fell in love with it immediately. That's literally like the stock answer every time. Oh, Wyndham Clark, I fell in love with it. Brooks kept like, I fell in love with it. I was just waiting for one guy to say like, oh, and I just absolutely hate it. I think it's Mickey Mouse nonsense. So I, I don't think we'll hear anyone kind of come out in full-blown Tyrrell Hatton type, uh, this, is, this is garbage. Uh, but it is really imposing a penalty. And it's the point you've made. They play a lot bigger than they are, right? I mean, we've seen this the gobble, over and over. Gobble and just, them up. Justin Rose with that kind of, what was that? Like a, a, a driving iron early on? Yeah. I forget what hole. It was like... Um, like took it safe? Maybe four two or, or five. Five, four yeah. or five, I think it was. Uh, and uh, it just went right down in the chute all the way up into the, you know, he played it safe or thought he was. So uh, really, really cool to actually watch that, oh. that be a hazard. But we expected that. What's Did going on? you see on? how Phil finished? We, st- we started recording this. I, I saw you, while we started recording, Eight. he had a disaster brewing on 17. He I finishes, yeah. finishes uh, double triple, not a, 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 almost a triple double, almost a revered basketball <laughs> stat line. Instead, it's a double triple. Uh, I guess that would yeah. be a hundred so points and a hundred rebounds. That was yeah, something. Yeah, I was that, waiting to see if you would go there. It's uh, so he's six over. He's deep, deep down the leaderboard. He was While contending. We're seven, he was okay. He was doing all right. He had a. You're contender. Ridiculous, ridiculous looking outfit. Dressed like a guy who's just hopped up like he does. He does his gummies and coffee for wellness. Never eats anymore, as he was telling, you know, TPI and all this other stuff. But uh, in some little cashmere mock neck. It's come a long way since he was in the Ford mock neck. (laughs) And, you know, like 75 pounds heavier. But it's just a different look in his sunglasses and the cashmere mock. Um, You mentioned he was on 17. I think we got to just nod, discuss that for a second. Um, I don't think I have any further judgment to make about it today than I did Wednesday. Um, thought it was interesting. We missed the leader there early, Lucas Herbert or Haber missed missed him playing futzing around in that bunker right. Uh, just you never would have known he was playing out of it. Um, can I? Can I? Can, can we, while we're here, can I just bring something up? Yeah. Well, I was in great spirits this morning. Wasn't grumpy or groggy at all, thanks to my great workout—not uh, workout, my great wake-up routine. My push-ups and yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm telling anybody, somebody try that tomorrow. It's incredible. Okay. Um, I was in a great mood. The coverage was getting me soured. It was so bad. It was as you alluded to. You missed Her- Herbert making a mess of this hole that like one of the early groups to go through it. Like this is a moment in the coverage. He's leading the golf tournament and you just fumble it. But like, it was part of this greater thing of the coverage was awful. I mean, like seven minutes, commercial seven minutes, commercial like type stuff, almost as many commercials as five minutes as, as golf shown. Right. It was like a one. It felt like a one to one ratio. I got a message from Eric Patterson that told me as a as a media member, I had access to this world feed. My life changed completely, and it just like I had both of them on with sound, and it was just jarring to be the difference in like how some people watch the golf and how Americans watch the golf. It was it. It's I mean, flat out embarrassment. For NBC, uh, they they can't get out of their own. They it is it is just they make it so hard. People are waking up at four in the morning to watch golf, and you are just giving them a disaster of a product. People are going to great lengths for breakfast to support and to be a fan of your sport, and th- this. NBC in particular in the last year and a half has just just been awful. And this was another awful performance. Um, 
I, I just, yeah, I want to be clear on some things. I, the world feed, look at you, look at you. You're coming across as pampered media member. It was incredible. It was you incredible. got your own little. Oh, I live, I live with I the know, people. We do. I was, yeah. I had them both <laughs> on. I know. We have I'm, access to that. I'm um, trying to, you know, impart that there is a different reality that we could, that everybody could be living with. I think, um, yeah, I think sometimes it can just become in vogue to start ripping on the coverage when maybe it's not too bad on Twitter and elsewhere. And there's a pinata effect and everybody starts taking a whack. And, you know, maybe the reality is not as bad as it is on Twitter. Um, this morning was was really, really bad. And like I, I, I trying to keep a level head about that and not scream or be histrionic. Um, it was inexcusably poor. There was, the commercials were a part of it. That's always a common complaint. Um, I think worse this morning was just like it felt like they were playing whack-a-mole and could never catch up they were missing shot after shot they were the the graphics were all screwed up right they kept screwing up the the, the scoreboard bug in the bottom right would be ahead of what you were watching so you see crystal lamprecht oh well clearly he's making a birdie on this hole because the the leaderboard just changed and like you're, you're the, the for bogey putting was off. They, they had one wrong on Lamprecht. It well, felt like they got behind and it was just a scramble. They missed Scotty Shuffler hit more greens than he had played. Yeah. Like a lot of that, like kept happening. Like the commercials are a separate issue and it's a very important one. It, it was like the eight o'clock hour started when NBC, whatever, like Tarico and Faldo. And it just like choked to death, like to life out of it, like really slowed down even then. But like we just we missed whole speed sequences. We were late to Ricky Fowler making an eight. We we barely saw Brooks Kepka. Uh, well, I'll play, tell you who we his, did oh, see. Marcel Seam. <laughs> Marcel Seam. I think who? Yeah, I think that Marcel Steam, who shot seventy one, he played great. Marcel Steam might have had as many sh- of his seventy one shots as Rory McIlroy had of his seventy one shots. Oh, that's Trump. not true. Stop. It was close. That's not true. I would. I thought it was better. The <laughs> afternoon, the late coverage was fine. The late no, coverage was better. Was a, it was way better. Yeah, the Rory. The morning was the it was an abomination. It was bad. It was an abomination. And I don't say that in a, I try to, you really have to force my hand to rip the broadcast these days. Cause it's so easy to like to just jump on that bandwagon. It was an abomination. And it was for many reasons, missing shots, graphics messed up. Um, and, and obviously the commercial continuing to be a problem. Uh, you want to run right. down some but, of the big names. 17? You don't want to say anything? Oh, 17? That oh, got on oh yeah. With Seven, Herbert. I mean, 17. Dick Bland says it stands out. It looks nothing like bl- the rest of the course. Dick Bland. Pete Cowan says, you know, more or less it's a travesty. It's going to ruin Bruce someone's Stone's career. career. Is r- ridiculous. <laughs> like it's going to like take a limb. I saw, take a limb off, off them or something. I, t- I, I don't know. What I tweeted something about that for the Friday. And I, saw, I, can't, I, I can't remember who it was tweeted back like oh yeah somebody's gonna tear his acl and end his career on it <laughs> it might have been, have like been brendan quinn, injury. Have brendan <laughs> yeah. quinn who there's a bo jackson injury on the on 17 <laughs> as they're walking through the sand scrape or something like what's what are we talking about pete cowan's a little uh, you know a little nutty but um, <laughs> um it's it listen, doesn't seem to be well liked although herbert said it's a great hole as he got blown out to sea on it Drop three shots. Go ahead. I, I think like there are two things. The two things can be true thing. I'm not going to lie. I have a heightened sense of, of uh, excitement when people get there. And that's good. Yeah. Right? Sure. Yeah. Do I think it needed to be done? Absolutely not. Right. Like we saw what the what the out of bounds is doing to players. And, and I think like that's where I keep going back to is like they could have just restored... The par three that everybody said was one of the best par threes in the in the world, which would have been earlier. The hole yeah, it was called the Dowie hole, yeah. and it was a two it was a two hundred yard par three that pressed up against out of bounds, out of bounds left, two hundred yards, and like you'd be seeing like the psychological gymnastics that are going on on eighteen and and, and three, um, versus this hole that like I couldn't. I couldn't imagine watching members play this as a one-time caddy. Like, that's what I thought. Like, and and listen, like 
I think that if you did nothing, and, and this is like the hard thing, right? If you did nothing, the tournament would be fine. I do think for like the theater of TV that this probably makes the tournament better, but it's four days. And this is a course that host opens like once every eight years. And it's a disaster every other day of the year. So like, should we be doing these billions of dollars of renovations to create this like hole that's completely on play? I, I mean, like you saw pros that couldn't keep the ball on the greens. It's not like these greens are like super slippery. They're, they're not fast yeah. greens. Like you saw pros yeah. that missed the green and then couldn't keep the ball on the green. The best players of the world. Like it's not at this like Shinnecock for I saw, levels right now. Yeah, I saw Garrett comment when I said something about 15 handicaps playing on Twitter. He goes, I wonder how many uh, members just walk from the 16th green to the 18th tee since it's right there and play 17 <laughs> holes. And I like honestly think that's a real situation that probably happens here. So listen, like... I think it's going to be a fun hole to watch because like we like things on the edge. Everybody likes this loathing of, of you, you know, I think people love these pop bunkers and some of the shots that occur around them. Like Justin Thomas is on the first hole and open of things that come later in the round just gets rejected. Bounces back into the bunker on them. Yeah. He tried to (laughs) pop it, put it around. Yeah. He tried to like like a little chipper. And uh, it is like, People love, you know, there's this thing about like uh, golf fans that they just love seeing pros struggle. So this hole is going to deliver that. But like, I don't think it's a great golf hole. To Dick Bland's point, it stands out. It doesn't belong with the rest of the course. It does look ridiculous. (laughs) I think to your point, or I wrote this in the newsletter, like, they have plenty of the most exciting holes today also kept their historical intent. The three and 18, the OB stuff, right? I mean, you can make a good hole that is also honors whatever the course was and doesn't stand out. But of course it'll be, I guess, amusing to watch. Uh, I like Colin saying that they have the infinity green that they just seem to <laughs> take from, you know, rich people's homes or something like that. I, whatever he said, it's ridiculous. Infinity green because you'll, you'll be playing it for infinity. Something like that. Whatever his, his joke was. All right. That does it for uh, 17. Should we do an ad read? Oh, yeah. friends at B-Dratty. I'm in my... Uh, you know who look. was in B-Dratty today? Who? Brian Harmon. This guy? Oh, Brian Harmon. That's right. Brian Harmon. I was going to make a... Yeah. Yeah. Brian Harmon was in his B-Dratty. I'm in my B-Dratty. My B-Dratty I'm in my Dewey uh, pocket tee here. The best kind of t-shirt. Lounge day. Take it easy. You know, you're you're grinding all day. Uh, you want to be comfortable on the couch. Dewey pocket tee. Go to bdratty.com. Use the promo code SGS30. You get 30% off. They got a ton of new polos, new designs, some prints, as you said. They've got the classics. They're kind of Liam pocket polo. Um, some stuff on sale. Some polos on sale, some boxers on sale. You can use the promo code on those. SGS30, you get 30% off. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of the best, most versatile stuff that uh, that we've used. We've been in now for like five, six years. Yeah. From sport to the original, uh, Pima Cotton. I'll, ta- I'll tell you what. I think like uh, a little change they made this year with the tees. Um, you're in a tee. I think they're a little bit, a uh, little bit slimmer <laughs> fitting. I think there's some fit changes. I I like it. You know, it's uh, that's not good. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit better fit. Um, I think for you know a little more modern fit. So listen, okay. I they're constantly involved. Uh, uh, you know, improving their product, and uh, I'm a huge, obviously, fan of Bedratty. And thank you, thanks to them for their support. Would have been perfect. I feel like in the middle of that day, perfect uh, Liam Cotton. Uh, B-Dratty polo yeah. day. Yeah. Started chilly. Got got sunny and hot there in the middle. So, All right. Uh, Here's a question for you. Players even or yeah. better, who are you most impressed by today? Okay. Let me let me check, consult my leaderboard here. Um, <clears throat> I think like Fleetwood has to be in the picture there. 
just because uh, I think much was expected of him. And I think still going out and doing it um, is impressive to me. I, I think like a 32 coming in, obviously birdie 14, 15, and 16 to get in. Uh, all of a sudden he was right there with Lamprecht. I, I think that's that's pretty obvious to say someone who tied for the lead was impressive. But um, for someone that, that was so hyped, kind of like this almost the trendy pick, and I know we have separate issues with following through on that for all 72 holes uh i'm impressed by him actually going out and doing it with with all the hype around him and being sort of even the trendiest pick how about you uh i'd say i i i go two guys at at minus three Wyndham clark and max homa are are i think were very impressive Wyndham clark in the sense of following up the major uh win at the u.s open was such a Mm -hmm. strong round and really like one bad lie in the rough away from it being even better. Um, but Max Homa to me, I thought his golf swing looked incredible today and the way he was hitting the ball, it, it felt like it had a different, um, I think it, it, it came off the club differently than I've seen him hit the ball in a major championship. I think it was by far the best he's ever played in a major, uh, and, and, in a opening round. I think the big hurdle will be playing too, but I thought the balance and just the rhythm that he played with today was, was incredible. Um, you know, I think he's obviously a guy that has not played well in a major to date. It, to me, it seems like he's the type of player just based off his career arc that things take time, right? He, he came mm-hmm. out and it mm-hmm. kind of took him a while. He took his lumps on the PGA tour Majors are a different level. There's different level expectations. There's a di- there. He, you need to get comfortable in them to perform. And maybe he's getting comfortable. And this is the the moment that kind of everybody's been waiting for him to factor in one of these. I think this is a great golf. Yeah. It's a great great golf course for him. I don't think like the thing about this place that through one round that I think is very apparent. Distance is an advantage, but like the number one thing is control and figuring out how to plot your way around the golf course. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little bit of what we've seen here in the past. Um, uh, what we've seen kind of rewarded and exhibited in the past home. had like, looks like full on tempo town today. Just really, really smooth. Looked really good. Um, obviously played well at big events, but not yet majors. Where are you with Brooksy? He was one under. We barely saw any of his round. It felt like a, it felt a little frustrating, but he's under par. I'd say I'd throw him in there as the, one of the impressive, uh, even or better types because, you know, he goes out in 36 and you're like, <clears throat> this is what, what, you know, he doesn't have it again, or he's kind of lost. And, you know, I picked him to win, I think, in, in in our newsletter, and he gets steers it in one under. I just wish we would have seen more of him. Yeah, it's hard. I I, um, I didn't see much of him, but I think like I'd I'd put it in the bucket of like I think Rory, Scotty, and um and Brooks all kind of they listen like survive day one, just not getting themselves out um, of it. And I think as these types of players settle in and play more they get better at majors, right? Like, and I think, yeah, I think the thing, like I look at, at Scotty, he missed two short putts. Like I have him on my notes. Go ahead. So he missed I like two short putts. He's at one under that could easily be three under Rory. He missed that like two footer that horseshoe on him. Um, yeah. And then I think he missed two greens with wedges. He missed the 11th. Uh, on the back nine, which felt like things were starting, the wheels were starting to come off a little bit. It felt like at that point, and then he also missed uh, a. It was it the second or the third green, or third green, second green on the front nine. He uh, he slipped up there too, and I thought, you know, both those guys had some moments where, or the fourth green is where he 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 missed another green. Um, but like both those guys had moments where they. You know, and, and Brooks wasn't great on the front nine. Those guys just got through it, right? The difference between being even and where, let's just say, Rom is, you know, at three over isn't that big of a difference, right? Being one under and, and three over. It's a couple things, and those guys kind of held it together a little bit more. And that's 
you know, Rom could play really great golf and probably might end up a little bit short. But those those three guys, Brooks, Scotty, and Rory, if they play great golf the next three rounds, there's a very, very good chance that they're winning this tournament. Um, Scheffler, I would say I'm you talk about how they get settled. I would say I'm unsettled by what I saw with his putter. I'm not suggesting we're full blown, you know, Zalatoris level, but uh, that putt on eight was, I mean, that's something that jumps up, jumps out and bites you again. Right. I mean, that was just trying to guide it in. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, he looks I'm a lot a little... better on 15 footers than he looks on on three footers. The other thing I noticed with the putting too was he had some like longer putts that were like putts you could be aggressive with with birdies. And they came up like four feet short, which you know, their greens are slower there. It magn mm-hmm. one of the things that is great about slow greens is that magnifies when you miss hit putts. Like to me, I don't think he struck putts well today. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he's hitting the sweet spot, which is very yeah. alarming. I think <laughs> he hits the sweet spot more consistently with a, with like a, a three iron right now than a putter. <laughs> so, you know, he was, he came out and called out the media. It's a made up fabrication. We're overblowing the putting story. I would say that the putting in round one uh, would do little to quell that uh, made up media fabrication. Rory, honestly, I don't want to say I'm impressed with the even par 71, but he was kind of driving it all over the place to start the round. Seemed like distance control was kind of come and go, right? Uh, you know, the par five you mentioned gobbled up into the, the bunker. He hit it long, I think, on the next hole uh, on 16, maybe. Uh, trying to patch his back. He made, he made a but, great know. putt on, uh, on, on, was it on uh, the hole before the 14? That was a great birdie. Yeah, a great birdie. Uh, so, like, he didn't. I wouldn't say he was like had total control, but certainly not his A game off the tee. Or, that's or that's the thing. Is like you're gonna have one of those rounds, and and he had a lot of putts that hit hole that didn't go in, right? Uh-huh. Like, um, you're gonna have one. I think like the thing is like usually you have one scratchy round, um, and if this is Rory's scratchy round, he got around and even par on a course that wasn't like it wasn't hard today conditions wise, but it, it certainly wasn't easy. There's as JT showed, there was plenty of potential for big numbers. And he, he avoided penalty shots. Like, I mean, like Rory outside of the bunker shot, the bunker and the miss shorty, but like Rory's ability to just make birdies, right? He didn't have a great day today. He made three birdies. Yeah. If he, as long as uh, he avoids like the bonehead stuff, he will be contending because he's so talented and he's playing at such a high level. Even like, even with his off stuff today, he's, you know, he's in the mix at least. Um, you know who I think needs to be taken very seriously at this golf course? Can't lay. Victor Hovland. Spieth? Hovland. Okay. Why do you say that? I just think this from T to green, it really, really plays into his hands, right? It is Control. it is like yeah. he's he's got plenty of distance, but he's also like I mean, I think him and Colin Morikawa are very similar in if you take their approach and off the tee together, but they do it in different ways. And I think that that Hovland's way of doing it with like real strength off the tee, elite, elite, elite player off the tee is, is such an advantage and a very, very above average uh, iron player. Like I wouldn't say he's elite, elite iron player, but very above average iron player. Like that is a great combo at this place. Uh, Spieth shot 69 felt like it could have been 74 or 66 just like t- classic Spieth round like is he playing well he or changed is he just that one it? like yeah <laughs> it was kind of all over the place but he's on, in the red same with Cantlay um, another question I have for you more likely more like more like uh, US Team USA member from Whistling Straits more likely to make the team again at Marco Simona oh, God Justin Thomas or Daniel Berger? 
What? I'm just messing around. I mean, it's dire. I ha- it's dire. I hate to go back. He's a no show ha- all year. He's a burger all year. No show. I hate to go back to the caddy rant that I had a couple weeks ago. But, like, you know, this is what frustrates me about, like, people being like, oh, so-and-so needs a new caddy. Oh, so Like, whose fault is this? I, uh... Right? I gotta like, be honest. I f- like, I, I think, like, I think Bones is a great caddy. But maybe he's not a great caddy for JT. And sure, they won a major. But you could look at that major a lot of ways. So it was a weird, weird major. The it way was it happened. Mito and everything, Zalatoris and the draws and all that. But yeah, it was a weird major. And at this um, point, he's at rock bottom. I he shot I felt, what eighty one in, in the in the second round of of the U.S. Open, and his LA, next major round 82. is eighty two. Yeah, I felt I felt quite a bit of sympathy. Yeah, for him on eighteen. I felt bad. quite a bit of sympathy. I don't want to like I I I think it's shitty to pile on or be mean spirited about it. He's he's a star in the game and needs to be discussed when you're next to DFL behind the Notre Dame kid who made a ten. Well, um, well, I I go back to the SB the spring break bug. Finally got the it. Bug. They all got it. He it just took it just took uh, seven years to set in. I I. He's not going to, I don't know. He's probably not going to make the playoffs. It's a, it's a, it's a massive test. We'll talk about the Ryder Cup, many podcasts coming forward, but it's a massive test for the entire new era task force thing. Like, are we actually taking the best guys or are we reverting back to the political system and who we know? I will. Because you could end up with an unplayable player. In Rome, the same way you did in Paris with like a fill type. Like what? It's a real test for this new kind of system. Oh allegedly. man, Gunner Stahl just finished. I know. <laughs> Getting some good Gunner coverage here on Peacock. <laughs> I've been looking up at the screen. Plus eight. <laughs> uh, but uh, with, with JT. Yeah, with JT, I th- will say the one value of bringing him along, he really, really gets under the european skin that's like like yeah but if he can't like play mul- he's not out there i just i think his mere pr- know, mere presence bothers them i know and i think that's I there's some value in that like his mere presence notable notable players get get flustered by it not maybe not flustered the right word but they get bothered by it Irritated. Yeah. Yeah. Slightly irritated. Um, okay. Anything else on the day of golf? I had a quick news by news bit we wanted to hit. Well, we for, didn't do uh, in and out or alternate. I guess we could still do it tomorrow. Let's let's save it for tomorrow. <laughs> guess what I'm not looking at? The Barracuda <laughs> leaderboard. So I will still be going in blind to that if that's the case. Um you never know news? when you're gonna catch the Barracuda though. You know? <laughs> that's true. I might drive yeah. out there tomorrow. <laughs> Reno, Tahoe. Visit my fellow Pacific Northwest uh, um, brother in there. Um, news. Uh, we didn't really cover Martin Slumbers. He, he came yeah. on Wednesday. I, I, I mean, we're 40 I, uh, minutes in. Can we just, can we save uh, this for like, uh, I don't know, tomorrow? Next week? I'm just going to say Ernie Els. I thought we should, okay. we should discuss him going off. I spent, he goes to Bob Herrick SI. I spent almost 30 years on tour playing against Tiger. People don't mention me, but I was there. He needed somebody to beat, El said. There's a lot of guys who did, who did you know, a lot for this tour. You know tour. who Tiger yeah. didn't beat a lot? Because he wasn't there. Who? Phil. <laughs> There's a lot of guys who did a lot for this tour. They helped the tour and helped build the game. Are you kidding me? And he's speaking of Jay Monahan, I believe. And then this little B. I assume that's uh, an X'd out... Or, word for bitch i believe this little bitch l's added i think yasser needs to come out and say what he's thinking he's going to be chairman of this new co chairman of the board whoever is the commissioner whoever is left they're going to be answering to him i don't know how the hell they can't see that um 
If this happened in my day, my prime, there's no way he's around speaking about Jay Monahan. No way. And the board has to change. You do shit like this. I'm sorry. It's not right. Talk to us. Tell us what you're going to do. Plan on negotiating. Don't just go rogue as a member of the board and come back with a deal and think we're all going to say yes. You're affecting people's lives. You're affecting the professional game. It's just so bad. So uh, Ernie is a veteran. Doesn't do the day-to-day anymore. He can kind of unload in that way without repercussions. And he did. Uh, Calling Jay Monahan to be fired. Calling him some names. And uh, intimating in no uncertain terms that Yasser's the boss and they need to hear from Yasser. You have any reaction to that? Is it Im- does it have any impact or effect on on what actually happens or the current players? I um I don't know how long Jay will be around. You know, I think that's a real question, right? Mm-hmm. I do. You know, I think this is, we talked about this with the hearing a little bit. It was so unfair that Tour was up there and Yasser wasn't, right? Yeah. And I think that he probably wants to keep it that way, right? Where he has this power, but none of the usual downsides, the power of like having to speak to things and having to be an an ambassador of, of any sort. So... I listen, I think Ernie speaks the truth here. Um, <laughs> might come as a surprise. I, what do you, what do you think about what Ernie? I mean, I love that. He's a con it's manna from the content gods, but again, like it's just, he's in a position to say whatever he wants without sort of impact or effect. You know, um, it's like Charles Barkley on TNT. It's entertaining. Uh, but like ripping on modern day situation or players without like, you know, it's just not maybe the way it is anymore or the way it's got to be like, it's just easy to sit up top and, and rip. And I respect his voice. He has the gravitas and authority to say things and be heard. Um, I just think it's kind of like a, a, a position that's convenient to sort of launch this kind of grenade. So, um, Probably doesn't help Jay Monahan's case with some people. Certainly Patrick Cantley and others. So gives gives people more more fodder to, to I guess take a run at run at Jay when you have a legend of the game coming out like that. Um, all right. Hey, more likely I to think... hang around this weekend, Cantley or uh, Christo? <laughs> Cantley. <laughs> Who do you like? I like Cantley too. I think this is a good Cantley course. I mean, he putted in on number one after tugging it off the planet on one. They need to put hard hats and catcher's mitts in every patron's hands out left on number one. That was just like a, I, just I, like a construction zone. Balls, boom, 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 nonstop. I guess like we wouldn't get eighteen as eighteen if one if the actual one was one. So right, right. I don't know which one I would prefer to have if i if if the what third you're saying is the third hole is the actual first hole which i think would be amazing and guys come out of the range walk out of the club well they that's their they, first they don't come out of the range they come out of the, right, the range right off, what about the range the camp how is the shuttle range camp. shuttle camp they got the shuttle cam early with patrick cantley Said so I, I tweeted like they need a microphone for it too. It's like oh they had one in there. There's just Patrick Cantley being a mute and just staring off into. Th- I don't know. Uh, he probably didn't want to give away any, any trade secrets of his uh, of his coos, <laughs> his mutiny <laughs> members. It's coupla. I don't, it, it was. Fu- I don't know what it does. It's a pictures of guys riding in cars. I'm not sure how it adds well, to my. But what about bunker uh, cam? What does bunker cam do when it's facing the wrong? I've always the been wrong been, fucking yeah. way. <laughs> I've always been. I've always been against bunker cam. It doesn't the bunker, do this little fish eye thing in the bottom of the bunker. It should be at the other side of the bunker. Right. The, in, right. <laughs> you're looking at a guy's crotch. Right as he splashes sand on you, it doesn't do anything. You don't see the ball. You don't see anything. Sometimes I wonder if the people making the decisions at NBC actually like enjoy golf. 
Did they have a bunker cam today? Yeah, they had three or four okay, bunker cams. And okay. the bunk the okay, best yeah. bunker shot of the day was Cam Smith from the side. From behind. Or yeah. the behind. Like it was a behind side angle that showed it going up over yeah. the face. Bunker cam. The same thing with the divot cam of like in front of a guy, like hitting a shot. Okay. Like, yeah, it's a different shot, but like you can show me a lot of other angles that are way cooler that I could actually see the ball and where it's going. I need someone to ask Zazinger how to define the word intangible for me. What do you think about foul though, Kevin? I loved it. What the hell? Like throw the... (laughs) ornery old guy back in there let him let him rip it the same for azinger like i'm sorry i'm just i'll i i understand what i'm getting i'm not you know i just i've come to embrace it i like tommy faldo faldo by the way leads off with tarika talking about how he's like oh it was pretty cool to win like three and whatever six years i dominated it was great just immediately just patting himself on the back for five minutes is how we're reacquainted with nick you know so, what I, you know what i loved was talking about like what's been going on in montana and i was thinking to myself this guy hasn't watched any golf and like then it made me think back to like a couple years ago when they were they kicked it to him like, what does Kyle Morikawa do well? And he's been blazing the tour. And he's like, I don't really know. <laughs> you know, to be completely honest, I don't really know that he couldn't pronounce his name after he like you know finished top five and three of his first whatever starts. And it just reminded me of that. I was like, oh, we got this guy. I loved it. I loved having him back. But we got this guy that didn't work very hard before he retired <laughs> coming back. After a winter in Montana <laughs> to call some shots. It's like, I'm sure he's uh, dialed in as to what's been going on. Probably fired up for the septic tank having a big moment. How about that? Scary, How about that shot? Was that the shot of the day? That's cool. Yeah, I think so. I think it's got to be, right? Like, ooh. Oh, by the way, septic tank on the tee from Australia. Sip, Straka. <laughs> That's what they they called them from Australia. So uh, we were. This is a slip of tongue. Up, they are that, that guy's. Ah, probably, we all make mistakes. That guy's probably. That guy's probably never never announced a guy from Austria. It's possible. It's possible. How about that right, lock? That, Ryder Cup lock. Septic. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I want uh, Rom wearing the square square shoes. Scares. What'd you think of Zayner? You know, to be completely honest, I, I was I was mixing feed. in on the world feed. I was getting beef Johnson, <laughs> Johnson. Oh, nice. You know, I it was. Uh, nice. I was on the world nice. feed for most of that. I was I was in in and out of uh, of of Zinger. I I had to I had to eject out of that that situation this morning. It was putting me in too bad of a mood. It was bad. Can't understand how he doesn't know what intangibles mean. Saying Rory's power is his greatest intangible. Hitting a three-one to the skies is his greatest <laughs> intangible. This is literally like well, he's the trying opposite. to find find skill. They're different t- things from pressure. Be like saying, you know, Aaron Rodgers' arm is an intangible. So tangible leadership is his arm. The way he can fire it down the field. All right. Hey, uh, we're at the fifty-minute mark. What? No, nah, it was too. Be- what? What, Go, I was gonna, let it rip. what I was going to say was too mean spirited. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, everyone, enjoy your Thursday nights, your Thursday afternoons. Maybe it's Friday morning and you listen to this. We'll be uh, running the Twitter account, Friday Twitter account again tomorrow. Andy and I are juggling around. Garrett, uh, Garrett might know, be doing it, the nightcap again. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know if he wants to, if he gets into the Rioja. Rioja. <laughs> early again uh everybody but, should try my little yeah. wake-up routine that kevin moore passed we're on f- firing out a lot of these uh inanities in you know amusements and also some insights of hopefully how some of these holes in course are they're still playing golf you've got these little rugrats just pleading for gloves and long. Balls off the 18 how dare you disrespect hurley long i'm not disrespecting mr long Old Hurley. All right, everyone enjoy your Thursdays. We'll talk to you Friday uh, after play.